This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Hallelujah. Amen. All right. Lord help me this morning. First John chapter 1 verse 5. I'm going to read like five scriptures. So you might want to write them down because I might not exactly go back to them. But they are the basis of what I'm about to talk about. First John chapter 1 verse 5. It says, This then is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. James chapter 1 verse 17. It says, Every good and every perfect gift is from above, from the Father of lights. Hallelujah. With whom there is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. First Timothy chapter 6 verse 16. I'm going to read just the first part. It says, Who only hath immortality, dwelling in light, which no man can approach unto. Um, Revelation chapter 21 verse 23. says, And the city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon, to shine in it. For the glory of God did lighten it, and the lamp is the light thereof. The last one I'm reading right now, Genesis chapter 1 verse 3, very common verse. Bible says, and God said, let there be light. And there was? Uh, you know why we sang that song now, right? And God said, let there be light. And there was? Because our neighbor said, let there be light. Hallelujah. From the scriptures we've read, we, could, we can see clearly that God is light. Am I correct? Bible says, God is light. God is light. Hallelujah. Why is it important for us to know that God is light? Anybody? Why is it important for us to know that God is light? Don't worry, I'll answer the question. <laughs> God is light. That means your father is light. Is he your father? Are you sure? Your father is light. God is light. Amen. I like that Revelation chapter 21 that I just read. It said the city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon, to sign in it. For the glory of God, hallelujah, amen, the glory of God did lighten it. And the Lamb is the light thereof. God is light. Now, in the natural, you know, let's just talk simple, let's not go too deep into physics. In the natural, one of the major functions of light is, is what? It helps us to see. Hallelujah. One of the major functions of light is that it helps us to see. So it means that when we say God is light, does that mean that God helps us to see in the spirit? Am I, are you following me? God is light. And somebody is saying, um, maybe you don't want to equate exactly and say uh, physical light helps us to see, you know, like the sun. But the Bible says in Romans chapter 1 verse 20, I like the NLT version. It says, through everything God made, they can clearly see his invisible qualities. So we can, from what he has made, we can juxtapose and see the qualities of God. Hallelujah. Amen. It's eternal power and divine nature. So one of the ways, you know, 
they are not exactly um, 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 perfect, but one of the ways that you can understand the attributes of God is to understand and to see and meditate on the things that he made. Hallelujah. So if the sun is, is light and it helps us to see, God is light and he helps us to see. Now when I say that, you, I, I believe you, um, you understand that I'm not talking about this kind of light. Amen. Hallelujah. Bible says God is spirit, right? And you know you are spirit. If you don't know your spirit, you think you are flesh. Let me see your hand. All right. I thought somebody wanted to raise up his hand, but it was doing like this. All right. So, God is spirit. Amen. And you are spirit. So, God being light, lightens us to see. Hallelujah. I'm going somewhere. This is just foundation. This means that God is the light by which we see. Let's... Um, Let's look at um, Psalm 36, verse 9. It says, For with thee is the fountain of life. In thy light we see light. I love the NLT version. It says, You are the light. The light which, by which we see. Is he on the screen? For with thee is the fountain of life. The light by which we see. Hallelujah. Job 29. Verse 1 to 3. I wish this screen was working, but let me just... Job 29. Moreover, Job continued his parable and said, verse 2, Oh, that I were as in the months past, as in the days when God preserved me. Verse 3. When his candle shined upon my head, and by his light I walked through darkness. Am I making sense? So when the psalmist said, um, 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 when I walked through the valley of the shadow of the east with me, what the psalmist is just saying that, even though I walked through the valley of the shadow of death, the light is with me. Therefore I will not fear. Amen. When my son wants to go to the room, he says, go and bring something. And then he comes back very quickly. Say, there is no light. And then sometimes he says, I'm scared. And I say, you are not scared. Jesus is with you. And he will look at me like, come on, put on the light. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Are we getting something? I'm about to get to the interesting part. Now you might want to write this down. A Christian that is spiritually blind will be a constant prey of the devil. A Christian that is spiritually blind will be a constant prey of the devil. Unable to lay hold of the benefits in Christ. Hallelujah. The, that person will be unable to interact with the possibilities available in the divine nature. Many times the problem is the absence of light. Not the problem, not the mountain. I'll show you very soon. Now, before I go to the nitty-gritty of this message, can we look at um, God as light from a macro view? Macro, large. From the, you know, bigger view. Minister Godwin, can you preach with me this morning? 
I've started again, have you? Please come. Please come, come. You are going to be God this morning. Are you glad? Just stay there. Thank you very much. Second Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. Now, when I say the macro view, I mean that when we got born again, we had a walk to walk. And we need the light of God. Now, the Bible says God is light. I like doing analogies because it sticks. God is light. Remember the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6 that he that comes to God. So there is a coming to God. Right? Now that is God. It's fixed. It's standard. It does not move. We are the variable. So the Bible says he that comes to God. Now, the scripture also says that as we behold as in a mirror the glory of God, we are transformed from one level of glory to another, right? Now, this is what happens. Macro view. Your general life working with God. You get born again here and um, the Holy Spirit is with you. I would have called somebody else, but let's, let's leave it like that. In you. But it's also it's in you working with you towards God. Did you hear what I said? Now, as I move closer to God, I think Pastor has done something like this before. The intensity of the light becomes more. Am I making sense? Macro view, general Christian life. So it means that when we say somebody is a baby, the person is just simply far. Am I making sense? It does not matter whether the person has been born again for 50 years. You can be 50 years and still be here. Or you can be 50 years and have just moved like, like this. But what we are talking about is as you move towards the light. Amen. This is growth in Christianity. Am I making sense? As I move, my faith is lighted. I am transformed from one level of glory to the other. The Bible says until we come to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Oh, you didn't hear that. Listen. When we come and we say, pray, study your Bible, you know, meditate and all that. What we are simply saying is keep moving towards the light. Keep moving towards the light. Listen, as you move towards the light, things become clearer. Am I making sense? All of a sudden, some prayers... Have you heard pastor say many times that he doesn't pray for himself? You know why? Because the closer you are to light, you see things clearly. You understand things. You just know you are sorted. So you are praying for the people that are there. Hallelujah. So you see why it's important for you to keep growing and keep moving. You are not helping me. You are helping yourself. Hallelujah. Amen. The light by which we see. So if I want more clarity, what do I do? I move closer. I want more clarity. I move closer. Hallelujah. I don't know who to marry. Move closer. Not be doing permutation. Is it all? Is it that? Move closer. Hallelujah. I'm jumping ahead of myself. Macro view. Macro view. I've already got into micro. Macro, macro, macro. Hallelujah. I know I said this on Wednesday. Let me say it again. Everything that you do as a seed in your walk with God moves you closer to the light. Prayer meeting. 
trials meeting, Bible study, your personal prayer. Am I making sense? Prayer with some group of people. Moving closer. Moving closer. Moving closer. Hallelujah. Let me go to micro view because that's where I will take time. <laughs> ah, yeah. Now, we can also call it the situational view of God as light. In other words, in a particular situation. Amen? In a particular situation. And I will give examples. In every situation when we pray and ask for God's intervention, what He actually gives is light. You might want to write that down. When we ask God for intervention, what, we actu- what He actually gives is light. When God steps into a situation, what has happened is that light has stepped into that situation. Am I making sense? Pastor says, you know, I said many times, if there is darkness in a room and you put on a bulb, what happens? That light steps in and dispels the darkness. So when God steps in into a situation, light steps in automatically. Darkness dissipates. Am I making sense? Every time there is darkness, what God says is what he said in Genesis chapter 1 verse 3. Let there be light. Somebody say, let there be light. He has not stopped saying it. Somebody is confused, let there be light. Somebody needs healing, let there be light. I will explain, I will explain how that works now. Now, so the question will be, how do we receive the light? Abby? Now, micro, situational. So there is a particular situation. How do I receive light concerning this particular situation? It's very simple. I mean, we, you've heard it a billion times. Psalm 119, verse 30. Verse 130, sorry. says, the entrance of your word <laughs> gives light. So if I need light, what do I, do? What do I go for? Come on now. The entrance of your word giveth light. It gives understanding. It brings, gives you information. The same Psalm 119 verse 105 says the word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. So when I need the light of God in a particular situation, what I go for is the word. Am I making sense? What I go for is the word. So when the Holy Spirit ministers the word to me, that is what we call Rima. Am I making sense? That's what we call Rima. Now, I almost titled initially this um, teaching, Believing is Not Enough. Because when you now receive the word, what you have done, media, can you help me now? Media, you know we had a deal. <laughs> Fantastic. Can we get as much of the light off as possible? So, I'm in a situation and there is no light. I don't know what to do. 
there is a cancer somewhere, there is a tumor somewhere, there is, there is, there is, a, there is a limitation somewhere, there is all manner of things somewhere, and there is no light. So when I go for the word and I receive the word, the light comes. Give me back my light. Give me back my light. Give me back my light now. You know, the light comes. But ladies and gentlemen, you are still not there. Somebody say believing is not enough. Now what has happened here is that you have received something of God. So you have gotten some level of light. Now you know this is what God can do. But you need to move to the point where you know this is what God will do. Hallelujah. So here I know God can heal me. But you know when you go to the hospital and you face you know, that result. Amen. Uh, the result is telling you and then the devil is telling you. Eh, matone, matone. Can't you see the lump? And you need to move from here where you know God can do it. To move to where you know God will do it. Hallelujah. And that work. It's a walk by the Spirit. Between here and there, there's work to do. Hallelujah. Between here and there, you, you, when you are here, you are saying the things that, you know, I know God can do this. I know you, you, there are scriptures you already know. You are some light. But ladies and gentlemen, you have been believing God for that school fees. For one month and it's just one week and you are still confessing amen you are still here maybe you are still here am i making sense maybe you are still here but you need to move somebody say move how do you move if you know where i'm going you already you already know what i'm about to say You move, number one, by speaking. It's not by struggle, though. By speaking. So God has given you a word that has brought light here. So you begin to say what he has said. You, as you have gone for the word, you keep talking it. Don't stop talking it. You keep saying it. You keep saying it. You are meditating. Listen, on this route, there are distractions. It, the fact that you are saying it does not mean you get here. Let me go back. From here, as you, are, as you start saying it and you start you know, trying to act out the word, the Bible says Peter stepped on water and he began to walk. And when he saw the wind boisterous, he began to sink. He didn't reach where Jesus was. Hope you remember. So, from here to there, there is work to do. So, you begin to meditate on the word. And you begin to speak the word. As you do that, you maintain your stand. Hallelujah. When I say maintain your stand, I don't mean stand in one place. I mean maintain that path towards the light. You maintain your stand. Things are going to come that are going to shake you, move you. But remember, Jesus already told them, let's get over to the other side. When the word comes, it does not matter what comes in between. Because it is the Alpha and the Omega. What you need to understand is that he, has be, he, he began it and he has finished it. You are just walking in between. 
So it is that understanding that will make you know that regardless of the wheat, I don't need to look at it. Bible says Abraham considered not. Somebody say consider not. Consider not his body or Sarah's womb. He considered not. He kept walking towards the light. Hallelujah. Along the line, you know, you know, when God first gave him the word, like it will always happen, the devil will come for the word. So he helped God. And the help is still troubling us. You know, Father Abraham helped God. And we gave back to Ishmael through Agai. But that was not the promise. That was not the son of the promise. God had to come again to reintroduce Abraham. That's not what I want. And he reintroduced his light. So Abraham began to walk, and the Bible says he considered not. You can just read the whole of Romans chapter 4. He considered not. His own body, now dead, or Sarah's womb. He kept moving. He kept moving. Now, let me say something instructive here. In this journey, sometimes your head will be doing, uh, will be playing games with you. So you'll be wondering, do I actually believe? It happens except you don't pay attention to your work with God. Except you just, you just live your life. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Doubt comes. Am I correct? But do you know that as you keep moving, regardless of that, when you get here, this is what happens. You are aligned with God concerning that situation. This is what it does. You now see exactly the way God is seeing. What that does automatically is that your confession now attains a level of prophetic power. I don't know how to explain that. Now, all of a sudden, when you align here, it now makes sense that Bible says that Abraham was giving glory to God. Listen, while you are walking here, there will be so much wind and so much destruction that even though you have learned it as a principle to give thanks, am I making sense? Many times you are doing it because you know that's what you are supposed to do. But by the time you get here, what is going to be happening is that you are seeing exactly what God is saying concerning that situation. So all of a sudden, the way that you are praising God is not the way you are praising God here. The way you are confessing is not the way you are confessing here. Hallelujah. Amen. Sometimes when you are confessing here, you will forget. You will make a mistake and say, ha, that leg is still me. You will forget. But when you get here, regardless of the feeling that is still in that leg or the lump in that breast, you will see that it has already been taken care of. All of a sudden, your attitude is different. Hallelujah. It is at this point that manifestation happens. Somebody say amen. It is at this point. So we need to hold family to the word that we have received from there. Make sure we are anchored lest it slips away from us or we slip away from it and we deviate hallelujah 
We keep moving and we keep moving until we come to the point where we see exactly what God is saying. I need us to understand that sometimes when you get here, what God is seeing about that issue that you are seeing will still not make sense to your, to your, to your mother mind. Because many times, you, follow me here, we've spoken about this before. Now, many times when we are walking in faith and we believe that, oh, this is what God wants to do, we are interpreting the goodness of God the way we think God is good. But sometimes when you get here, you will see that like David saw, that child still has to die. Ah, yeah. But that's because Solomon is coming. <laughs> Sometimes when you get here, you will discover that you, need, you, you, that you are going to lose that job. What you are confessing from here, the light that you thought you received, hallelujah, is that supernatural provision of job and all that, and then promotion. I know you are watching promotion, so in your mind you are thinking our ah, promotion time is, you know, two months time. And by the time you get here, you discover that actually you are going to be sacked. Amen. That the dimension of promotion God is talking about has nothing to do with your job. That you need to be sacked so that you can move to where God wants you to move to. Listen, this is very instructive. When we were going to give birth... God said, nothing missing, nothing broken. I can never forget that the birth was going to be supernatural, right? And then everything happened, you know, and all that, and it was in a coma, it was on oxygen. And then I left where it was, I went back to my wife, and my wife said, crying, said, but God said that it was going to be supernatural. I told her, I said, this is supernatural. You didn't hear me? We interpret what God is saying the way we want to hear it. But when God said nothing missing, nothing broken, He didn't say the devil will not try. He, he gave us that word to let us know that regardless of what is happening between here and there, that's the end. Hallelujah. So yes, the doctor said that um, if it comes out, it will not be normal. And she did her hand like this. Like... And I said, thank you very much, but it will be normal. I said in front of her, you'll be fine. And then, the, his first immunization, because he couldn't take immunization because of what happened. The matron said, she didn't know anything about the history. She said, there's something wrong with this boy. Because he was practically not reacting. You know why you, why you give a baby injection? You're <laughs> supposed to cry and all that. That was like three weeks or one month into. And so a, a normal person will be wondering, but God, you said supernatural. <laughs> but ladies and gentlemen, what is more supernatural than God waiting for Lazarus to die first? For Jesus waiting, and then he went there. He said, our brother Lazarus debates. And said, Lazarus, come forth. So what God meant was not that nothing will happen. What he meant was that I have already finished it. Hallelujah. So he, he came home on Friday. I, I was even making jest of him and said, best behave. Um, what, is, what is the second one? Con, con, something like, eh? 
thoughtful, the most thoughtful. Now, let me tell you why that's a big t- testimony. What the prognosis was, it was not, it, it was not supposed to be able to think. Or, be, or behave well. No, you didn't hear me. Normally, it was supposed to be an imbecile. So you cannot say, well, because I mean, how do you want to behave well? Or how do you want to be thoughtful? The testimony of God is powerful. So do not interpret what God is saying to you as though, um, you know, ah. Because from God's perspective, He's looking at the eternal relevance. He's not looking at, you, you are the one that is looking at, you know, your small life. So the Bible says, by faith, somewhere, son or son, you'll be like, hey, but it was by faith. Hallelujah. The same faith that brought some people back to life made some people go. Eternal relevance. We will not be here today if Jesus did not despise the shame. Endure the cross. And they say, ah, Baba, you know what you So what is it that you are going through and you have a word for and you are sure that I, I, I got this word and you are moving and you are wondering what is happening. Well, what I, it does not matter. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, just make sure you get exactly here to see exactly what God's mind is concerning that issue. And let's trust God regardless of what you see. It's faithful. Thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's faithful. He's faithful. The devil made a mistake five years ago. He, he made a mistake. Because because our baby was in the ICU, another baby came back to life. It was, I was not even thinking about it. It was, it was grandma that said, as they were discharging him, and they already started calling him Bagada Miracle Baby. You know, everybody was wondering how. Ow! So they nicknamed him. And, and they were discharging him. And grandma said, this baby that we met there and we are leaving, let's pray for her. Do you know that, was it the next day or two days after, the baby, phew. So the devil lost too. <laughs> Hallelujah. Am I making sense? So even if for the sake of that baby, Maybe there was nobody to pray. Maybe there was nobody to stand like we would stand. But God said, in my mercy, David will go here so that when he's coming out, David will also come out. But I went to my natural bed. I said, God, don't let it happen. That's how we are. But that's not exactly what life will necessarily show you. Life will show you what God is seeing. And what God is seeing cannot be interpreted by our natural mind. Or else you, you get in trouble. Or you will not stop trusting God. Hallelujah. Have I blessed someone this morning? It's not like I, I just started preaching. <laughs> Thank you, Lord Jesus. Can we stand up? I want us to pray. And the prayer is simple. Father, help me to walk in the light of your word. Help me to... Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion, 
it is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you are, if you want to give your heart to Christ. Just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior and from today I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late, you are born again, you are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. God bless you.